Welcome to Exit the Red Race, the podcast for high performance who want to enter the next level in business and in life with more focus, more energy, clarity, and freedom. We don't do dusty book wisdom or guru quotes. It's all about real, extraordinary experiences and the raw lessons from daily life. He asks you the questions that no one else does. Sometimes tough, sometimes in your face, but always with one goal, challenging you to live your most legendary life. Here's your host, Daniel Kluke. Exit the Red Race. Welcome to this growth cast, part two of personal development as the new drug. And so why part two? Well, so after the first uh, part, we had a lot of super nice conversations and reactions and people who got a lot of insights of that. And also some people said, well, okay, so how then? How do we um, not use it as a drug? How do we embody it? How, how does that work? So we decided to go a little deeper into that. And you're probably wondering, where's Daniel? Yeah, that is true. Because there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, uh, maybe people didn't listen to part one, of course, uh, Ing. So uh, can you also give uh, this episode a short summary of who you are and what your expertise is? Yes. So I'm Ing Wil Molenaar. Um, I, am, um, I specialize in doing the inner work. And the inner work is uh, like going into your inner world. It's the part of us that when you're awake and you close your eyes, that's when you get into your inner wor- world. But it's like also the part of us, it's like who we are, right? Usually we're so focused in the outside world that we let the outside world define what we are and who we are. While still we have so much going on there that we are unconscious of. And so my specialization is to bring people back to that essence and to start to read and understand and feel who we are so we can come from inside out and bring our talents into the world. Yeah, and I think uh, that describes it very well. And you're probably getting this question a lot. The how then? Eh? Yes, like in, in this, your is, this is the story of my work. Yeah, right. Uh, like I even remember that we did events together abroad and then people are going to sit next to you or me and we have that longing for clarity and mostly having that cognitive understanding of things with like, okay, but how then? And last time we brought in the statement that personal uh, personal development is the new drugs. Uh, and we don't mean this in any way negative. This is really to create awareness. Uh, I, to be honest, I, I think in the past I did it myself just as hard like going into the books, uh, reading everything that uh, was out there, doing all the online courses, spent thousands of dollars on every time a new course. Yeah. Uh, and in a way, it also was always like you're moving, but at the same time with all that movement and knowledge, because knowledge is, uh, we spoke about the four layers uh, last time. Yeah. Um, we, ta- we talked about the layers of understanding. Yeah. And which goes through different layers, which a very important part, which we kind of leave out a lot, is embodying and integrating. Yeah. 
So if you were really curious about what was going on, go that says you can go listen to the to the last episode. Um, uh, but coming back to what my personal experience was like, as long as you constantly stay on that level one, uh, acquiring new knowledge, then there is a chance that you run away from yourself and your inner world, what Ing was describing. And so that's why we brought in the statement personal development as the new drugs, because drugs in itself, if you look at the substances that are out there, um, it's to, let's say, numb, distract yourself from something, in most cases, that is going on in your inner world, right? Yeah, I think I think it, it is more complex than that. I'm just going to add something to it, uh, because usually we... Gets we st- we get addicted to something. We start using something as a drug because it gives us an experience that of feels course. good, yeah. and that feels like we expand beyond the normal we know. Yeah. And so it starts actually with a really great intention of wanting to experience an expanded life, wanting to experience more, feel more, see more, feel better. Uh, and this goes in very even if you if you have an addiction to buying and buying stuff is your drug, then it's like the feeling of something new. You know, it feels like your identity is become something new and that's with with alcohol you get more relaxed at first you're easier around people maybe or you're more numb so it always has this good intention Uh, but then of course we start to run after the kick instead of thinking how can i translate what this is giving me the good side of it and then do it without yeah in a way it's a vehicle to get from a to b Exactly. Because you feel upset or you feel pain physically, emotionally, and you start to use drugs and then you don't feel it anymore or the feeling changes. Yes. Um, and it's still then there, but it's different. So if we would go back to that, also create a bridge or that last episode, well, for example, we used the Wim Hof method, something that I teach a lot, uh, um, whereby we stated, and I think it's really important to constantly make that bridge to that last episode, okay, the ice bath, part of the Wim Hof method, can be used as a new drug um, because you can go constantly into that cold without any awareness. You check it off and you just did it. But why do you do it in the first place, right? Exactly. So, um, of course, with the ice bath, it's a really nice um, example to use. Because, of course, an ice bath is like something you really have to go over something to get into it. Yeah. And then once you start to practice it more, it becomes, you know, you get this really nice glowy feeling and you have in the back of your head the health benefits it has. And so what we learn to do is, okay, this is, the, this is what you do. This is how you prepare. This is how you go in. This is how long you stay in. This is how you stretch it. That's how you get out. So then we have like this habit yeah but also a framework right you have a framework yeah. yeah and that's with with the wim hof method that's with mindfulness meditation it's with yoga um, oh yes everything this happens with yoga a lot as well right that's also very often used as you know i just need to go to my yoga class and everything is fine. exactly and then the rest of the day is maybe still too stressful um, but then we use that yoga instead of really with a, uh, a large amount of awareness, we just go like, okay, but I need to check div- this off also. And exactly. w- and before we started this call today, it's like, okay, uh, you have a, f- a framework is a fantastic starting point. 
it's I think it's very you need it. It's very helpful. Otherwise, you probably don't get to this new state or you don't learn this new skill, which can help you along the way. Yeah, and and to clarify and specify, um, when we talk about framework, it's like when you do, for example, the Wim Hof method. There are let's say literally processes, steps, how to do the briefing, how yep. to go into the cult. Um, the same thing with uh, Vipassana or mindfulness meditations, the steps that you will go through to get from A to B. And then the beginning, you need that to, let's say, understand something, acquire a new skill. Um, and if you listen back to that last episode, that first level at least to get you starting. To right? get you to the inside level and get some of the experience. And the interesting thing is because that's actually what we call then a method, right? Yes. And uh, we use methods to get to a new experience. And um, But then um, it brings us to a new level of consciousness because we have this new experience which we otherwise wouldn't have had. And that kind of expands how we can see the world yeah. and how we can experience ourselves. Okay, so n- but now what happens, and this is where we say it becomes the new drug, is that we think we constantly need that practice yes. to get to that state. And we forget that the method, whichever it is, and even plant medicine is part of that, are like what training is plant wheels. medicine because not everybody knows. No, so plant medicine is what people do with ayahuasca and mushrooms, and it's, it's a little different because you don't learn a technique, but you take something in, but a tractor beams you into a different new state. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, and the thi- the, of course, there's a difference between a practice and taking something in that brings you somewhere, but it brings you to a new level of insight and an experience. Yeah. Okay, but what we forget after that is to go to the next step. Like I have these experiences, I have done these things, I came to a different state of mind, I saw all these new insights. Often like with breathwork, people will say like, I could come to this point in breathwork or in meditation or plant medicine and I felt one with the universe. Exactly. And I felt all this love and now I need it again because then the trip was done breath work was done and I felt it for a couple of hours I could still connect to it but now my life has fallen over me and I need that again because I don't know how to get there without the practice or without the plant medicine yeah isn't that a little bit the same like okay and you can get your bags now and you can travel all around the world see all those amazing things experience beautiful experiences but there's one thing that you can never in a way travel away from and that is you and your inner world exactly uh, and we see that also and um, we are just as guilty <laughs> being human beings in it like sometimes we work too hard and then we're staying away from that inner world of course and so there are there are a lot of things to really let's say move away from yourself and the statement that we brought in last time and that we are let's say moving into again is like okay personal development can be that new destruction for yourself so let's it's a really it's a contradiction eh? yeah of course hold that thought because it's a contradiction because these are the means i like traveling the world doing all the practices they are actually means that we usually use to get to know ourselves better and to come more to ourselves if you have the right awareness of uh, in intention. Exactly. Eh? <laughs> and then we come to the how also. But then 
after we had like the first expansion of understanding and of experience, then we kind of get a little lost and we go and chase the experience and the understandings, but we forget to integrate and really get to ourselves. Yeah. It's also like when when you do that traveling around the world and you're coming to a beautiful place and instead of really slowing down for a second with your body, with your breathing, really becoming present in that moment. Instead of that, you get your cell phone or your drone or everything that is out there to capture yourself or social media, right? And that is something completely different. Selfie or it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. You have to take your selfie when you're in your breath work trip. <laughs> like we, we both love so, social media. So, so and we, we make our uh, selfies too. Um, but if the selfie in a way becomes the end goal, you're missing the awareness and, and the presence. And I think hey, the, the, this is part two. We would really, we will focus now on the how then. And so, so if we, for example, in get the example of going into the ice, using, uh, uh, using the ice bath as um, an example. And I think even last time we spoke about it that we had people f- coming to our v- events years ago and they were using medication and then, okay, going into the cold, using the breath work, having the right awareness and mindset, their medication went down, the quality of life went up, but then after two years, they were still at the same point because they were missing something and that all ties in into the how then, right? Yes. So they, they after two years, they were still doing exactly the same. Yes. and But they had to take more medication because the pain started coming yeah. back from the autoimmune disease. And that's interesting because the interesting part is we're still doing the same. Yeah. And here we get to, um, so so there's a lot of emphasis in the personal development on creating the healthy habits. Yes. Um, and, and doing all the work to get that habit and you shouldn't break it and you should keep going. Uh, but the problem is, and this is what we see on our side of the, of the job, is that what we are creating are actually empty habits as we have yes. coined them. Yes. Um, we see a lot of people getting into, okay, now it's a habit and I don't have to think about it anymore. I just do it. But that's where the problem starts. Okay, so first you really want to get easy with a habit like that. Yes. You want to get easy with a practice so you can do it. Using the framework we spoke about earlier. Yeah, but when we do something very often, what does the nervous system do? Do do? It gets used to it and it gets lazy and it shifts out of consciousness. So now we're just doing it without thinking. It's a little bit like what I sometimes say when you, for example, first time go to the gym and you get a new workout, you're sore for three, four days. Um, but if you would do the same workout for five years, yeah, you can do it without thinking and exactly. there is no benefits anymore. I think there's even science that says if you do a workout for 10 weeks, then the body is completely used to it and it has very little exactly. effect after that. And, and by the way, I said th- uh, there are no benefits anymore. Of course, that is not true oh no, there because there could uh, can also be social aspects. Um, just f- like, like going into the ice bath as an empty habit, just checking off the box. Uh, can still have benefits, but it depends on what are you looking for. And it's still a healthier habit, of course, than hanging on your couch exactly. and doing nothing. So it's more like what 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 are you really looking for? So yeah. what we're talking about today. If you want the growth to keep going, if you want to keep evolving and keep expanding 
where you are at with yourself and not get stuck and really take the body with you so it can keep evolving it w- as well, you have to stay conscious of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, so what you say is instead of letting a habit become an empty habit, we want to, let's say, transition it in something else, what we call dynamic structures. Exactly. And then can you also elaborate a little bit on what we, let's say, how we see as a, a dynamic structure? So a habit is something you just do. You don't have to think about it. But with a dynamic structure, this is something as you wake up differently every day. Yes. Right? You're a little different every day. Your habits need to be dynamic as well. And when we call it a habit, again, it goes into this part of the brain where it's something you don't think about. But when we understand that our habits are structures, I do something in a certain way, and you make it dynamic, it becomes adaptable to where you're at in your life that day. And it all starts with asking yourself the question, why am I doing this? Yeah. So in a way, if you look at at the how, what we are now presenting you is that Inge is saying like, if you would wake up or you wake up today, hopefully, (laughs) and you would wake up tomorrow, there are small or huge differences. Every day you wake up differently. And we love mental toughness. We love the discipline kind of stuff. It's all fantastic. Um, So we say, okay, carve out a frame, for example, to work on your morning routines. But what we are presenting here, and that makes it dynamic, you carve out the time for your morning routines, but what you do within it is what you need at that moment in time. So you have... And then the step is, okay, you ask yourself, that is what you most, most of us do in the beginning, you start to ask yourself the right questions, and the questions are in a way a gateway to check in with yourself what you need, right? Exactly. So the, the magic behind the screen about this is that the brain and the consciousness, they trigger on questions. Exactly. So once you ask yourself high-quality questions... Once you ask yourself the right questions, the mind will start to look for answers and start to use all the means there are to get the answers and to understand what's going on. Um, and so with your practices, and say we, we still use the ice bath, uh, you can you can dub that for anything you do. It can exactly. be meditation. Um, say you have had a really bad sleep. Yes. Um, and then you will feel different when you wake up. Exactly. Uh, say you've just had a flu, or maybe you just had a vacation, th- a, a holiday. This will make your body different. This will make your state of being different. So that requires of you to consciously ask yourself, what is it I need right now? If I do this habit, if I use this structure, what? why am I doing that? Yes. What, what do I want to get out of it? How do I want to help myself? Exactly. So what do I need in this moment, in this time, to expand, to grow? And by asking those questions, what you're doing is what Inge is saying. In a way, you're checking in with yourself on multiple levels. Uh, asking yourself a question is a gateway to become more aligned with all the thinking, all the internal chatter, but also the physical sensations that are going on in your body because that's constantly going on. And with that, you're generating 
or creating more expansion about your own awareness. Exactly. And, and uh, to give another example, say meditation. Uh, so we can be very rigid on a need to do my meditation every day. Yes. And that, if you keep pushing that on yourself, it can either get you into a bore with it, but sometimes, say again, it was that night where you had really bad sleep, maybe your babies woke up all night, or you're just stressed about stuff, and you go into your meditation and all you do is almost fall asleep. Go and sleep those five minutes or those 20 minutes. Exactly. Because sometimes you need something different first before you need the other thing. Same if you if you had a lot of tax on your body, your body is taking a lot of stress, you can sometimes not need the ice bath. No, and also the, the dynamic part is not only in checking in with yourself, like do I, um, do I want to go into the ice bath, do I need the ice bath, etc. But it's also like being in the ice bath. Exactly. That uh, Having that awareness, what you will do there. So you can play and be dynamic in the ice bath or be dynamic with the breath work, especially with breath work, you see it a lot. Um, and I, I, again, I also did it in the past because I think one of the reasons <laughs> that we can share so much is that we both made a lot of mistakes through the, through the years is that you do the breath work, whatever kind of breath work modalities you're going into uh, for two years exactly the same because you think, hey, at a certain point that was working for me, so that's what I need to do. But the moment you realize the dynamic part is not only like carving out different structures in your day that can be flexible and can be molding, but also within your practice itself. And for example, breathing through the mouth, you choose the nose or you're going to intensify the breath or you do other small tweaks. Then in a way, it's like doing a different workout every day. And also with that expanded awareness, what you need in that time. And that will give you the, the greatest benefits. And this is this is also um, so I totally agree on that because it, it makes it uh, also more appealing for your mind to not shut off but to keep playing around. Yes. Uh, but this is also where I know some of you will go like, but how 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 do I do that? Because we get so stuck on give me the five step protocol. Yes. Right. The f- uh, you must understand. I'm going to say must. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's <laughs> a strong. Daniel <laughs> never likes that. it when I say that. No. But there's, it's really, really important to understand that the five-step or ten-step protocols, they are to get you kick-started into something. Yes. Last time we spoke about training wheels, but it can also be the right tool in the right moment in time, right? Yeah, everything has a time and a place. Yes. So, but then once that kick-start, once you got into that, that's where it has to peel off. You can let it peel off and sometimes fall back on it again. Yes. Okay? So it's always your fallback when you don't know or when you kind of lost the routine to do your to do your things, you find it harder to get back to it. Whatever. It's your fallback. But when it is becoming more known, when it's becoming more of a habit, that's when you actually really want to start and feel. With yourself, play and understand. And there are no strict rules to that. And that is because you have to personalize it. You have to customize it to the day, to yourself, to your being. And sometimes maybe be more gentle, sometimes be a little more tough. But here, this is the playing ground. It's like letting a a kid free in the playing ground 
you're not going to tell them this is the 10-step protocol to play. Exactly. You're going to say, okay, just find out. But what do I have to do? Just start somewhere. Exactly. And what you also do with, let's say, switching from empty habits to dynamic structures, you don't, and we w- the, the, the title of this podcast is a Personal Development as the New Drugs, you prevent a dependency on it needs to be every day, uh, this habit, this time, in this shape or format. And one of my mentors, uh, he's John Grinder, one of the founders of NLP and the mentor of Tony Robbins, when I was working with him, he spoke to me, and I'm drinking now a right uh, a good cup of coffee. So he spoke like, okay, I love coffee, but the moment I feel within myself, and this is really like a master degree kind of person, super smart, <laughs> a, smart a super smart person, but he says, okay, the moment I feel internally in my body that I need a coffee in the morning, then there is a dependency and I stop drinking coffee for a while. And I think that is... It's a beautiful thing he says there. Yeah, because what he does, coming back to the title, he breaks the dependency. Exactly. He makes it dynamic. And um, I'm one of the lead Wim Hof Method trainers in the world, but what not a lot of people know, and I will share it here now, I think I didn't do the Wim Hof Method at all for half a year or three quarters of a year. Um, Not because... Not now, but a while back. Yeah, a while back. But I, it's not that I was not liking it anymore, but I like it. I felt that I needed something different at that time. And yeah. for me, that's a, a, an example of having a dynamic structure because now I'm back into it and I love it. Um, and that's also what we're, that is also let's say one side step, one side note. It's not that we say do every day something completely different. Nope. Because otherwise it's like, oh yeah, now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do that. And you don't stick to anything. We're not saying don't stick to, let's say, certain routines. But what is, let's say, what is your intention behind it? Why are you doing it? Um, and why do you want it in, in advance? And when you're doing it, do you have that right amount of awareness? And right amount means like, okay, I'm now sitting into go into the cold. I'm now doing my breathing. And instead of thinking what I will do next or checking off the habit, I'm going inwards like, oh, yeah, the breath is coming in and I feel tingling sensations or ah, there's a little bit of pain in my body. Those kinds of things, right? Yeah, so what you're saying is, yes, get the routine, get into it, Make it more easier to do it. Yes. And then you want to create more sensitivity and more diversity in how you can do it. So more sensitivity for your own state and your own communication, your inner communication, physical, mental, emotional. Exactly. And you want to create more variety. And if I've, I've taught yoga for uh, 10 years, I would always say to people, create more physical language. Exactly. Like create more variations, understand the little si- sensations just by feeling them first. That's how you create like feel. Feeling is a language. Yeah. Right. Feeling is a language, and once you have your structures, your habits, your practices, you want to use those practices to expand that feeling language. Yeah, and and that's why Wim Hof always say feeling is understanding. Exactly. And and. And that comes exactly back, I think, also to this whole thing. If, if feeling is understanding, what most of us are really being challenged by is that we live so much in our head 
that we need to develop that awareness and that growth to start to literally feel more so that we can understand better. And the more we can do that, we can let... And that's why you want to have, for example, a Wim Hof method, mindfulness, etc. You want to stick to that for a certain amount of time to get it into your system yeah. that you create mastery. Um, but at a certain point, and I even had that conversation yesterday with the daughter of Wim, I said at a certain point with the Wim Hof method, you want to be able to use the Wim Hof method outside of the Wim Hof method in daily life. Yeah. And, and I think that's and with that's all the practices. Yeah, that is the true deepest level of integration that you don't need an ice bath to feel like A, B, or C, or that you don't need to breath to feel like A, B, C. So we come back to why do we do the practices we do? Um, part is probably physical health benefits. Yes. But in the end, we would like to do our habits and our practices to, as a whole being, like a person personality and a body and a social being, we want to evolve to become a more pleasant being for ourselves and others. And beyond that, to transcend certain unconscious behaviors, unconscious states. And so if we start to see the practice as the holy grail... Yes, and also checking off the practice, right? I did it. Right, we forget that what we really need to do is live. Yes. We need to live and... And there's, like, what I always feel is that the magic is in the mundane. Yes. The magic is in the mundane. So if you can get to a certain special state in your ice bath, in your breathing, in a cap session, in a plant medicine ceremony, um, now you want to go back to normal life, do your daily stuff, but find that expanded consciousness, that experience, that being now, being here, feeling that super love, even if you do the dishes. And if you're doing those mundane things and you get bored of you f or you find yourself stuck in your head, that's when you want to, again, ask yourself those quality questions like, how can I bring some of the bliss I felt in my practice into this moment and see the magic of life in the moment? Because... Our only thing we are here to do is live life, experience life. Yeah. It is, so to sum this up a little bit, the, the four or five steps. <laughs> are there steps? No, there, isn't, there are no steps. But in a way, if you would listen back to this whole conversation, is in a way what we share with the listeners here is that, okay, it's about the first step in a way is experiencing new frameworks new methods, new things. I think that expands us as human beings in general. Um, then the next step is to, let's say, explore those frameworks because first you get to, let, yeah, you really have a strict framework to play with, but then within that framework you want to explore. Diversify. And diversify and also develop awareness. And develop a sensitivity yes. to our own yes. inner being. Why do I want to do it? Uh, do I in which shape do I need to have it today? And then when you do it, really instead of thinking of your groceries, really being in the present moment, because otherwise the awareness is not there. So in a way, is it then really helpful? A question for people to think about. And then the last step is like, okay, how will this translate into your daily life? 
Yes, and and for these last two like steps, as you call them, um, use the practice to learn this language of feeling because that's where the magic starts to happen. Just, just, and first of all, just notice whatever, just with the new language, you're hearing Chinese for the first time, you just hear all these sounds. Exactly. And you cannot know what they mean yet, but it will unfold. This is, you live in this body, you live with these feelings, even if you don't consciously feel them, but they are part of you. There's one, one more thing, and that's a trap that we fall into very quickly. I want to add to this. And that is that we tend to chase the kicks. Yes, that is absolutely true. We tend to chase the kick of the effect of the ice on the body. We tend to chase the kick of whatever we experience in the breath work. Yeah. We, uh, whatever, again, I can go the whole list. The kicks are great to get this moment tracked or beamed into a new state of being. It's almost like you buy into a new method exactly. when you feel that experience. Um, but they are not so important. No. They, they are great when they come along, but the more you do the work, the less boom-bang they will be in a way, and again, also, they will go deeper. But they're not so important. No. All the other bits, especially the parts where you're like, I don't know what's happening. Is anything happening? That's when you want to calm down and be with it. Exactly. So that's a beautiful to to wrap it up uh, uh, with. Uh, we spoke about feeling as understanding. So we have the experience new framework, exploring new frameworks to be dynamic, to shift from empty habits to dynamic structures, having that awareness before and during an activity and then also how to integrate it into your daily life and that is not about the kicks the kicks are a beautiful way to get a buy-in and then i think the first or the first the question to wrap it up with today is like okay how will you explore your habits or what you're doing today beautiful thank you so much thank you Thank you for joining us. If you don't want to miss an episode of Exit the Red Race, make sure to subscribe. Are you listening through Apple Podcasts? We'd love you to leave a review. Do you know someone who really should hear this episode? Share it in your favorite social media so you can tag them. Oh, and don't forget to tag Daniel as well. Want to know more about Daniel Kluken? Check out his website at danielkluke.com. Are you ready to live your legend? See you next time. Exit the rat race.